joining us for another Essence of Adolescence podcast episode. Hope you enjoy. Okay, welcome back to another episode of the Essence of Adolescence podcast. Um, I'm here today with Celeste. Celeste. Um, The story on how we met is kind of funny. It's through Snapchat. And we were, and she was talking about a narrative that I was really interested in and could relate to a lot because we're both freshmen in college. And I think a lot of us are experiencing a lot of the same things. Yes, absolutely. I don't think we're as expressive about it. And I noticed how expressive you are about it online. And so I just want to talk to you a little bit about that. Absolutely. So let's just get started. All right. So how long um, in your life have you planned to go to college? Has it been like a reoccurring thing or is it a spontaneous thing? I, I definitely for my whole life have, you know, wanted to go. There was a bit of a time where I thought maybe cosmetology would be a good idea for me, but I realized um, if I really wanted to be happy, I, I definitely needed to pursue a career in which I went through college. Mm, okay. And so you said pursue a life where you wanted to be happy. So would you look at college as a gateway to that, to that happiness? Absolutely. Because of what I want to do, mm. yes. I would definitely um, see college, especially at Loyola, as a gateway to mm. my happiness. And I'm very happy here. Oh, yeah. That's good to hear. Um, so how's the tra- tra- transition been so far? It's been pretty good. It's It's been kind of hectic. Uh, you know, I mean, I there's been a lot more socializing than... Mm. I've ever, you know, that I've ever done before, Um, but overall, I've definitely enjoyed every moment of the transition here, Mm -hmm. absolutely. What are some of the things that you enjoy? Um, I definitely enjoy just being around campus in general. I've enjoyed meeting new people, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, My roommate, the um, girl across from me, and other people I've met through them um, have been just wonderful, wonderful Mm -hmm. to be around. Are you, would you say you're an introvert, extrovert, both? I would say I'm a mix of both, a bit more extroverted than introverted, okay. um, but definitely a mix. I like, I'm an, I would, I say I'm an introvert. Yeah. So coming from an introvert, how, or coming from an extrovert, how would you say being an extrovert has helped you like in college so far? Um, it's been able to help me be sort of, um, I'd say a bit of a leader in terms of my group um, of friends here. Mm-hmm. We've gone to the city, you know, and I kind of have led them around everywhere. I've known, you know, how to get on the buses, you know, what, you know, where the L's coming from, mm-hmm. things like that, good places to go. Um, it's definitely just helped me be a bit of a leader, and I've definitely appreciated that, yeah. Yeah. So what's been the most difficult part of the transition that you've noticed so far? The most difficult part is... multiple one? Yeah, it's definitely, um, the work is different. Mm -hmm. It's definitely a bit more hectic. And I would definitely say sometimes, you know, I feel like, oh, I have to be a part of everything. Everyone's going out, right? Oh, I need to go too, Mm -hmm. even though that's absolutely not the case. Yeah, the FOMO is real. It definitely is in a way, like sometimes, you know, my um, my friends, they're like, hey, we're gonna go walk along the lake or something. And I've just turned down for the night, I'm ready to sleep. And then I end up saying, yeah, I'm probably gonna just chill out in here, but you guys have fun. There is a little bit of a sense like, yeah, I've missed out, but in the end, I don't regret it. How do you deal with that? Like, cause I feel that 
and mm-hmm. sometimes there is like sense of regret or just like missing out you know mm-hmm. how do you deal with that um i kind of in turn of me saying yeah i'm gonna skip out on this i maybe say hey let's do something later mm-hmm. or something like that you know something that's a bit more yeah i be i think i'm gonna be more open to hanging out at this time mm-hmm. sometimes my social battery shuts down and i've kind of honestly just let people know hey mm-hmm. you know i'm used to being alone a lot this is how it is mm-hmm. so sometimes i will just need my space it doesn't have to be in the room you know yeah. but it's somewhere mm-hmm. you know make to like make up for it in a sense a different time pretty much mm-hmm. yeah okay school so um like coming from someone like like how do you like emotionally do it like where do you think that FOMO comes from like why do you think we even feel that in the first place I would say definitely with uh being in a new place and meeting new people you want to make the greatest impression possible mm-hmm. so if you if there's a little bit of a sense like if you turn down something it's like oh god what do they think what do they think right. you know what's 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 going to happen now? Are they going to invite me anywhere else? Mm-hmm. Am I going to have to push more than I've been? Mm-hmm. Things like that. Um, however, the group of people I've met here has not made me feel that way. Mm-hmm. Um, they've allowed me to um, express, you know, how I feel about my social battery and my mm-hmm. social boundaries, and they completely understand and respect that. Yeah, so it looks like you found, like, the perfect, yes. solid group of people. <laughs> I, I, really, I really like being around these mm-hmm. people. How would you say you were able to do that? Um... My roommate, I I won't say her name on here. I don't know how she would feel about that. Just I haven't asked her. Um, But we, when we found out we were both in Campion, Mm -hmm. we ended up meeting on the patio app. And Mm -hmm. I had asked a group like of girls, like anyone need a roommate, and she was like yes. And we started talking, and we had a lot of things in common. Mm -hmm. um, And then we kind of realized, oh hey, we want our schedules to be the same, you Mm -hmm. know, and. We both are open on communication. That's extremely important for both of us. So that's how I met her and decided, yes, 100%, I want her to be my roommate, and I'm so glad she felt the same. Um, And then with the person I met across from me, who I also won't say her name, she kind of just knocked on my door Mm -hmm. and was like, hey, I'm I'm so-and-so, you know? Mm -hmm. Do you, and we stood outside and chatted for a bit, and then we just started, hey, do you want to go to the beach? Do you want to go out to lunch or at, you know, Denobly or something, you know, pretty much? As I noticed, like, as we get older and older in life, moving from middle school, high school, college, like, surrounding yourself with uh, people that are just better for you mentally becomes more imperative. Absolutely. And it gets harder as you get older to Mm -hmm. make friends because we're putting ourselves in places where you're not with the same group of people every single day. Exactly. So I, yeah. how do you, how do you, as we get older, how do we work to find that? Like what do we need to, what are things we could do to find that? It helps if you have a good sense on a vibe that a person's bringing you mm-hmm. and you don't have to explain it. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to purely understand it, but if you feel, hey, something isn't right, I don't feel like I'm connecting with this person, just ease it off a bit, you know? Mm-hmm. But if you feel, hey, yeah, I'm clicking with this person, they seem great, they seem like someone I can trust, then I'd absolutely pursue that. Mm-hmm. That's how uh, I've been able to make friends here, yeah. is basically what I get from them. Mm-hmm. A lot of us lower our standards mm-hmm. for friends because we're so desperate for yeah. connection. Especially here, everyone's so desperate to find someone so they're not alone. Absolutely. And then they end up with someone that they're in with, but at least they're not alone. Yeah. So you you never lower your standards. I don't. 
it's like you could end up doing it subconsciously, lowering your standards because you just feel so desperate in the moment, but I wouldn't want it to last long. Right. Absolutely not. I would want to kind of get rid of it. Like my studies are more important, surrounding myself uh, with people uh, that treat me nicely mm -hmm. and make me feel good. That's who I'd want to surround myself with. So I would just ease off, you know, the negative mm -hmm. people over time. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Having standards, expectations. Okay. So. Okay, so next thing is, what are things you've noticed about other adolescents during this adjustment? Like, have you observed anything or anyone on the campus um, regarding these social connections or just... You know, I, I, I've noticed people feel that they need to fit in with people who drink, mm -hmm. to fit in with people who maybe vape or they mm -hmm. smoke. You know, there was a... There was a beach party yeah. recently, you know, that obviously failed miserably. <laughs> and the Did cops, you go? No, I just, I just, heard, we were going. It looked like a cult. <laughs> it was that? just, it, it reminded me of like the squeaky floor audio on no, TikTok. Yes. Pretty much. But, you know, we were going and it was, people said it was kind of a flop, so we turned around. But mm -hmm. I feel definitely, I didn't, obviously, as I didn't go, I can't really say for sure. But mm -hmm. I'm thinking that some people there probably have never drunk, never taken a hit. Yeah. off of vape and then all of a sudden they had five drinks right. i've heard that a lot it was five drinks that they just and then they're like stumbling around like yeah. this and i'm like they are out of it like i feel like some people probably felt pressured to do that and also people probably feel pressured to go out you know all the time with people if someone says hey do you want to do this they feel and it's not because the person is making them feel the way but just overall like personally they feel obligated, yes, I have to do this. Yeah. And everyone should know that's not necessary. Mm -hmm. You, If people are gonna be good friends to you and truly who you need to be around, they will understand you need your space. Mm -hmm. I'm an only child, I've mm -hmm. always been alone, my whole life. Mm -hmm. Like I've had friends, you know, and there've been a few times where I was a bit lonely, you know, I wanted oh, someone yeah. else to play with, I you know. Mm -hmm. But I honestly wouldn't trade it for anything, like my own space was so important to me and is still so important to me. Mm -hmm. And all of my friends that I'm hanging around with here have siblings. They're always used to being around mm -hmm. people. There's always someone to do something with. Yeah. I don't come from that, but right. I definitely have grown able to assert, hey, I'm gonna just read a book or I'm gonna just watch some family guy or yeah. something right. like that in my bed and just eat pretzels or something. No, like right. that's, yeah. that's it's, it's <laughs> become easier for me to do if I feel like it, but... Um, that's kind of how I feel people need to, that's what something pe people need to understand, especially, um, I mean, us now, but also people coming in next year because the yeah. beginning is past, we're in classes now. Mm -hmm. You know, people who are coming in next year, this is a good message for them yeah. as well. Mm -hmm. I know I've only been here a week, and you learn a lot mm -hmm. in the first week when there's no classes, and it's just like, oh, there's all these things to do because I don't have to worry about homework in right. class. That's gonna change real quick. It's gonna change, but there will still be times when people go out, I'm mm -hmm. sure on weekends, see my friends and I will do stuff, but I still won't be afraid to be like, hey, I'm tired, you know? Yeah. You know, uh, this is all kick my ass, I just need to mm -hmm. chill out for a bit. No, yeah, it seems like people like, we talk a lot about making connections, meeting new people in college, mm -hmm. but then I don't think they emphasize learning yourself in your own space enough you know exactly and you're gonna be better with other people if you have your own space mm -hmm. if i don't have my own space i can become snippy i oh, can just yeah. i i'm not exactly the best person to be around when i haven't mm -hmm. had my space mm -hmm. 
Um, or my caffeine. Um, yeah, I feel that. You see that coffee maker? <laughs> yeah, I, I, my, uh, my friend across from me has a coffee maker, and I'm so grateful. No, <laughs> if you ever need to borrow it too, I, I'll, I'll hit you up on that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I feel like I'm a better person to be around if I've had time to myself. I mean, not to be like a cliche, but we're trying to find ourselves, and then yeah. we're, all, we're all all of a sudden put in an atmosphere where we're surrounded by people all the mm-hmm. time. You get lost in that. Yeah. You forget who you are, and like you were saying, like you you feel obligated, like internally, to like do things, like mm-hmm. drink. I mean, like I, I had a friend. I, I had a friend this weekend that we went out and mm-hmm. like never even smelled alcohol before, and then yeah. got super drunk. And it was just like, she, I don't know, I didn't talk to her about it. I don't know if she felt pressured. I don't know if it felt like something she had to do. But like the next day she was like, I'm gonna get a fake ID now. So it's just like, there's like a a weird, like just, what do I call it? Just like a a domino effect where it just keeps getting Mm -hmm. like worse and worse because of that. Whether they notice there's a pressure or they don't notice there's pressure. They still, you know, are changing. Like, oh yes, I'm in college. I'm not in my parents' house anymore. Mm-hmm. I can do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true to a point. But then again, you don't know what your tolerance is. No. You don't know anything like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I've had drinks legally in mm-hmm. other countries, um, mm-hmm. and I've been able to determine that I'm a lightweight. Yeah. <laughs> um, Same so, here. Yeah. So, and I mean, I'm not saying, oh, don't ever drink. That is mm-hmm. horrible. No, I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying, like, people sometimes feel, yes, I have to because I'm in college, and the only way to have fun is by drinking, and that's not true, and especially getting flat-out drunk, absolutely not. No. It's not sustainable. No, it's not sustainable, and you can get into serious trouble. Yeah. Serious trouble if you're, you're, like, wasted, you know? Do you think it's important to to learn your tolerance or like your limits before college like maybe drink a little to figure out what you need or do you think it's better just like wait I think um I didn't do this but I think it's better to learn in a safe space Mm -hmm. like with your parents and Mm -hmm. stuff like that just so you're aware and you can say hey man I'm not having any more after a certain amount um I know a friend of mine back home she did do that like Mm -hmm. her parents let her have alcohol and just basically said okay this is your limit for this this is your limit for that because they didn't want to beat around the bush they didn't want to say you're not going to drink in college there's no way going to happen because that's that's unrealistic and I'm glad the school also is on the same page with that but it's not realistic to say that people are not going to drink right like it's going to happen yeah like it's like the difference between you know like when schools used to tell kids abstinence yeah, no, no way. like using <laughs> contraception. Like, it's yeah. that difference. It's, it's, like, it's so much better to just teach kids, use contraceptives, mm-hmm. use, I mean, at a certain age, yeah. use contraceptives, you know, understand there are options if mm-hmm. something happens, like Plan B and Versus stuff like that. Telling them not to have sex at all. And then people are, I feel like people are just more inclined to do things mm-hmm. without, you know, the necessary precautions, and then bad stuff happens, so. Yeah. And the same thing with alcohol and drugs in college. It's like, yeah. Expecting them not to do it at all is not realistic. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess what's something you would like to tell someone who's about to be in a situation that you're in right now? Understand your boundaries and find your balance with everything. Mm-hmm. With, you know, school, with like school and mm-hmm. social balance, with social and personal balance. Mm-hmm. You need to find that early on. You need to be assertive and assert, hey, 
I'm gonna not do this tonight. I'm gonna chill. Or, hey, do you guys wanna go out? Like, assert when you do. You know, it goes both ways, you know. Um, and definitely communicate with people just so they don't think. And make sure you tell them it's nothing personal because then people could start thinking, oh, they don't like me, they don't wanna hang out with me. Just say, hey, it's, it's not personal. It's right. just I need my space. So that's definitely what I would say to someone going in. Awesome. Is there anything else you'd like to add, though, before we close out? Um, I, I do not, I do not think so. I think we've covered everything we need to cover. Yeah, cool. Okay, well, thank you so much for coming on. This was really Thank you nice. for having me, honestly. Yes. Um, and that's about it. All right. Thank you for listening to another Essence of Adolescence podcast episode.